1: All right. Good evening. This is Penelope Flynn, co-host moderator of Discussions from the Otherhood. I'm here with the Blurred Assassins next door, have Sonia, Otto, James, Dr. King, Roxanne, and Cranston, and we are discussing now. This is our Black History Show. This is the Hodgepodge Show, where basically it's kind of everybody go for what you know, discussing the best, the worst, the first. Um, of anything in black entertainment, media, or journalism, and just, you know, whatever it is that's on your mind. So I know uh, a few weeks back, a couple of weeks back, we talked about um, something like uh, Amos and Andy, which, you know, everybody has their feelings about. You know, is this the best, worst, first um, issue uh, with regard to a, uh, a uh, television sitcom regarding black people life, you know, what our opinions are about it, things like Good Times, The Wire, these shows, even our um, individuals, for instance, like um, an Oprah Winfrey, you know, best, you know, first, worst, you know, what do we think about these individuals, our Tyler Perry's, you know, our Don Cheadle's, you know, so whatever it is, you know, it's up to you, what you want to discuss, how you want to discuss it, I'm just putting it out there, this is The Hodgepodge Show. Uh, so before we get started, again, let's talk about the weather. Sonia, you are at the top left of mine. So how is the weather up there where you are in Rochester?
2: Rigid. It's uh, 16 degrees. Ooh. Got a, a, a 16. One, six. Wow. I can't count. Okay. Um, there's about four inches of snow on the ground. I watched a poor little bird. I tried to rescue it, but he wouldn't let me come near him when no. it snow was coming down. But he, I'm pretty sure he's okay because um, he you was just looking for. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking around like, wait a minute. It was just green a few seconds ago because it all came down at once. Um, wow. It's supposed to get up to tomorrow. It's supposed to get up to 32. So yeah. Oh, by the way, the sixteen
1: feels like eight. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! So that bird is dead, probably. No, I don't you know think what? so. Don't be so negative. These no birds, he, they know how to handle this stuff. He
2: had some beautiful blue f- blue uh, plumage, and he was kind of looking like, yeah, I'm gonna get that groundhog who said early spring.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how so. about you, Otto? Oh, it was, was kind of chilly, but not a sixteen and you know, I'll take I'll take forty thirty eight, I'll take that. And uh it's serviceable whether, you know, all you need to do is turn on a you know, heat and wear a sweater, get under a heated blanket. Sunny, beautiful day, otherwise.
0: All right, cool. And James, how's New York City? Uh, it's it's kinda warm. It's twenty seven degrees, it's clear. Okay. All right, Smarty. It, no, by by our standards uh twenty seven, you know, the temperature uh-huh. is rising.
1: That is um, not warm.
0: Earlier today it, it snowed but it didn't stick. Um which is part of course because New York we've really for the last couple of years haven't had any snow storms. So you do? Pretty pretty, pretty much,
3: yeah. Well to 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 uh to be honest. Um, uh, Penelope, my uh, nephew. It snowed in New York earlier this week, and my nephew went to Central Park to to use his sled. He'd been, he'd been, he's been wanting to use his sled for for years, so mm-hmm. he's able to. He was he he went out to use his sled, and the snow had basically melted and turned into mud. So, oh,
0: yeah, the, earlier this week it was it was like a snow mixed with rain. Oh. So. He, he never is got bad. his he a sled yeah, sledding on grass and dirt and... oh
1: no, oh well, well, maybe he'll get another chance, hopefully, all right, I know Dr. King, I know you're on mute, but how is your weather in the sunny south? I guess I don't know if she's on or not, but you know, just jump in when you can, and by then we'll start with uh, I guess with the rock oh Dr. King, how's your weather? Well, down here in South Florida,
4: we're having, like, 80-degree weather down
1: here. Poor thing. Nice, oh, that terrible 80-degree weather. weather. <laughs> wow. No rain or no nothing, just 80 degrees sunny. Could you, could you hear me? Oh, I heard you say there was 80 degrees. Hello? Yes. I don't know if you can hear us, but, yeah, eight, we heard the 80 degrees. We might be having some technical difficulties. Can you all hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. All right. All right. So cool. All right. But hopefully, we'll get that technical difficulty taken care of. I guess I have to enjoy their 80 degrees. You're not coming for some reason. I'm not hearing. Huh. We can hear you properly. I think we can hear you. I did. Chat. I said that, but I wasn't sure you heard me. Yes. All right. Okay, well, Roxanne, how is it in your neck of the woods?
4: Uh, cold. It is 29 and clear, at least. We did have the snow. Yeah, for some reason, it's-
1: you're coming through kind of not so clearly. Huh. Yeah, okay. It probably just my on my end. Yeah, probably, because we can hear you. 80, 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hear you. Okay, Roxanne. Uh, twenty nine. It's, it's snowy. We did
4: have some snow, but it's almost all gone, and uh, I'm jumping up and down over that. Um, but it was it was windy. It was windy How, today, and I how's I how's your
3: house? How's your house doing?
4: My house? Yeah. So far, so good. Yay, <laughs> yay! You <laughs> don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, all right. Yay! <laughs> no, it, it's but it's still standing. All right, that's that's always good news. Just trying yeah. to make it from one day to the next. All right. Yes, yes. yes. Right. Cranston. But, you know, hey,
4: we're we're on a little on the frigid side, but we're hanging mm-hmm. in
1: there. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Oh, Cranston, I'm wondering how your weather is, because you're not all the way south where it's 80s, and um, uh, further, further up, I guess Roxanne is 29, so are you like falling right there in the middle?
5: We're yeah, pretty much in the middle. It has been raining all day today from wow. just that kind of uh, annoying drizzle where you don't want to get an umbrella, but you think you need one because you are getting wet, to a uh, Sensible type of thing that just washes all the pollen off your car. Right now it's 55 and wet.
1: Wow. Oh well, well, you know, at least uh something will grow, maybe. I don't know how that's gonna work out. <laughs>
5: but, it, never, uh... it, it never stops growing down here and stuff. It's uh oh. that's why everybody uh with any kind of allergy starts mm-hmm. complaining in December about the pollen count. So
0: mm-hmm. all
1: right. Okay, so now that we've got the weather under our belt, let's start with our hodgepodge of Black history with regard to entertainment and media. So, anybody got anything that they want to start out with? Something that's been on your mind? Something that you want, you've, you've learned that you want to share with regard to Black history, media, entertainment, sports? That something that not know.
5: Awesome. Something that I thought was interesting and that somebody who's like been really under the radar is a Byron Allen That you remember him as being a kind of a comedian and then he yes. kind of disappeared did a lot of stuff behind the scenes when the um, I think when James Corden show left he spent like six months doing and, and these were shows uh, that comics on shows from like back in the uh, like eight years ago, but he was still running them and recently it was announced that he had put in a bid to buy BET. And uh, at the last minute, or for whatever reason, uh, CBS Paramount decided, well, we're not going to sell it. So now he has been in to buy Paramount.
2: Wow. At less money than he was going to pay for, for BET. Wow. Yeah.
1: Amazing.
5: So it's amazing about how, you know, we hear about all of the people that are doing stuff out there that, you know, uh, that, are the, uh, you know, we're doing this, that and the other. But there are a lot of people working behind the scenes that, you know, we don't know about. You never hear about, you know, Byron Allen was at the netball or he was at this, that and the other and stuff. But whatever he's been doing and stuff, he has been banking away some serious money. So I'm, I'm hoping that he will do that.
2: There are two other bids for Paramount. Um, he's the only minority-led um, uh, group. Mm-hmm. Um, he started with uh, he started making a whole lot of back when syndication was big. He made a whole bunch mm-hmm. of syndicated shows and sold them under mm-hmm. the banner Entertainment Studios and children's programming. So when you see that ES in front of a lot of the st- in, at the Bottom of uh, some of the shows. That's all him, and then he bought uh, the Weather Channel. So he owns the Weather. Ch- I think he sold. Might have sold it. Nope, no, that's right. I saw an ad for a position open. He owns so the Weather Channel. I heard,
1: right now owns the Weather. Okay, go ahead. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, um, so yeah, now he's put in. It's two billion dollars less than he was willing to pay for just BET <laughs> because they were hoping that the stock would go up because they had done all of these cost-cutting measures, mm-hmm. and instead their stock went down. Wow. Wow. So he's taking advantage of it, and I've got my fingers and toes crossed for him.
1: Well, I hope it works yeah. out, and I hope it, it translates into some um, good programming to come out of, you know, some of this. So I, I'm I cross
0: my fingers for that. Yeah, because, right, um, I mean, God bless him for what he's doing, because definitely... Back in the day, as a comedian, he was better as a media tycoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. He was not funny back in the day.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it's a jumping board. He uses a jumping board to be in the industry, to, you know, get that knowledge, that skill set, so there we go. So it led somewhere, right?
5: Yeah. Yeah, And if you watch the dark side of comedy over on Vice, you see that a lot of people who were really funny are now kind of dead, so...
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's, it takes a lot out of you to be funny, obviously, right?
5: Yeah.
1: All right. So great. Anybody else have anything, anyone interesting that they want to bring out regarding uh, Black history or, you know, the Black current um, individuals that are doing things, the movers and or shakers or the people who are... Um...
4: I want to see an Oscar Micheaux movie.
1: An Oscar Micheaux movie? I've never
4: seen one. As I... <laughs> I look really? back on it. Well, it's not like you know I'm a movie buff anyway. Right, right. Because yeah, yeah. But it's I've one never of those things. An Oscar Micheaux movie and the black stars who were huge um, back in the twenties and the thirties um, in the black community. I remember my father telling me when he was a boy. Now, remember, this man is ninety now. When he was a boy, he never heard of John Wayne. But he knew who Lash LaRue was. And he, all the, he said, all the westerns we watched were black actors. Um and he told me all oh, this was so far. I could just see him. He would go to the movies with his six guns. Oh. and um so yeah, I I'd, I'd like to see um, I'd like to see some Oscar Michelle movies. I guess, I don't know, maybe they have them on YouTube or something.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. sure they do. Because Or sure, was it a, a Turner? Not a Turner. documentary,
4: you mean the actual Yeah, yeah a, a, movie, movie. a movie. I think um, Hazel Scott made a couple of movies with him. A, a bunch of people that of course, you know, very few remember anymore. Um, but... Um, but you know, but these are actors and actresses who actually you know they, they were household names in the black community.
1: I think at one point they had some eternal classic movies. Do you remember that, Otto? You mean a documentary or a biopic? No, the
3: actual films. Oh, Oscar I see them all. The time.
5: Yeah, you could yeah. you can see it.
3: you could see them all the time. Yeah. They're not they're not difficult to, to get. They're either on YouTube. Or mm-hmm. uh, you could get them on daily, uh, uh, or something daily motion. Or uh, they, they're 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 all available. I think I thought she was saying that uh, she wanted to see a a picture, a movie about
0: no, not the Oscar actual Michelle.
3: films, Oh, films. Actual- yeah,
0: okay, yeah, the, yeah. The actual films you can see some of them on um on YouTube. Um, good to know. That's back when you had like item. What's her name? Ida May McKenny and um Freddie Washington. Mm-hmm. Um uh, there's there's I can't remember right now any 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 others, but yeah, it was for him, he was the man back then, you know. And and, was, and Turner Classic
3: movies probably since they it seems like they do it every year when they um uh, every every February. It seems like they they'll have a uh a week or so devoted to Oscar Micheaux.
0: mhm
1: yeah, so yeah I mean a lot of I saw some of them, and um of course some are better than others, and um again, you know we have some of the the issues you know with um how it is that our people are portrayed or what is portrayed as good, what is portrayed as bad, or and some colorism issues. But, you know, it's you know, it's good that, you know, you have black actors that got to play in films and and have careers in films. So, you know, I thought in and, and a lot of it not negative, you know, just, you know, some of the just bad drama, but it's still, you know, it's drama. And um I yeah, I, I thought some of them some of them were better than others, just have to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. You know, this is what it was back then. Um but thank God, you know, he Oscar, he was um he was somebody that had what I would say a vision.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he he really had a vision and that was to try and portray black people in a positive light. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, also I think who's it, the and Amos and Andy, the individual played uh, Amos, the one who was the director. And who played Andy. Andy? Andy. Yes. I think it was. Which Which one is the one who's the not cab driver? The one who played that had the derby was Andy. I okay, think that one. that's the one. The one who's the director, and we saw a film. Spencer I Williams. Think. Spencer Williams. We yes. saw the film. Yes. One of the films that he directed,
0: and I thought it was pretty good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And and with him. He also has the distinction of producing and directing a film that's considered the first black sci-fi horror movie.
1: He did Ganja and Hess.
0: Yeah. No, not Ganja and Hess. Son, son of Inganji. Son of Inganji. Okay. Yeah. I thought, who did Ganja and Hess? Ganja and Hess. That was uh, um that came later, like. I think the late sixties, early seventies with um Dwayne Jones from Night of the Living Dead. And then um later you had Spike Lee had did a remake of it.
1: Hmm.
0: I liked um uh, James Bond's the
1: third of the, the the problem with um what was it, James Bond's the third film? was that the um the actual monster when the woman turns into the monster it's not very good um, animatronics but other than that i thought it was an interesting film. Which one is that? What is it called? Um Death by Temptation? Death by Temptation? Right. The the it was yeah. I liked it, but the monster when they finally get the monster and the transformation that it, what the animatronics person did was not as tight as it could have been, but I think it was a good jumping off point. But unfortunately, he never did another film after that, not that I'm aware of.
3: I think that was his directorial either. debut. I, I thought, I thought, even 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 the uh, the special effects, I thought, you know, for his time and for his budget, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's fine, but I just said the monster, the the monster thing at the. Um, the transformation to the with the monster that the animatronics they could have worked it a little bit better, but other than that, yeah, I said it was um I thought it was a good film, a good a good debut. But I don't think he ever did any other uh, horror. I think after that, or you know, not a major film, you know, horror. He may have done some anthology work, but I don't think he did any other you know actual films.
0: Yeah, let let us not forget the uh, the Holy Grail of black horror films. Of course, me being the king of the bees, and that's Black Devil Doll from Hell. Oh, please no! Yeah, that is so bad. It's a <laughs> yeah. it, that yeah. is a superlative
1: because superlative is is not the, it is probably one of the worst. That is so <laughs>
0: terrible. Why would you pick a film? Why would you pick that film? Because. Chester Turner, I mean it's listen, it's it's a bad film, even by Already
3: my, look, he's saying a whole B- lot right. of words.
0: Wait a minute. <laughs> a- a- excuse me, excuse me. You you've spoken, now let me speak. Ooh. <laughs> um No, nah, you have to give credit to okay, Chester on, to Turner because he he didn't even have a shoestring budget. He had like a budget of like maybe five dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it was but, apparent that was the case. But when I look at him like Ed Wood, okay, you give him an A for effort because mm-hmm. if he had he had such a passion, Chester Turner, in making that movie, no matter how bad it was. You gotta, you have to give him credit for that, cause he had a love of film, you know. Um, he said he sat up and wrote the whole script in one night, which I believe, I can believe that. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that. You know, and and then he got his um his little nephew to play the the <laughs> action parts of the Devil <laughs> Doll and you know well, that. You know, you know what it is. It's the same thing with Ed Wood. Mm-hmm. The story
3: about Ed Wood making a movie is more interesting than Ed. Wood the movie made. he
0: made, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the Ed, movies
3: that Ed Wood made are not—they're uh, not even good.
0: They're not even good garbage. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But see, again, with with people that make really crappy movies, I give them credit for the effort because you have to have a lot of passion. Yeah, to do it. Now there, now there are some some B movies that like um. Scream, baby, scream! That's just lazy crap. <laughs> okay, that is lazy crap. They they must have been on something when they made it, but no, I give Chester Turner credit because right now, if you have a VHS copy of Black Devil Doll from Hell, you can sell it for between two and three thousand dollars.
1: Whoa! Do you have one?
0: No, I wish I did. Oh well. <laughs> You know, it it goes for yeah, between two and three thousand dollars, you know. Wow. Wow. Which which is more money than it took to make the movie. Yes. Oh yeah, I I guarantee that because he said I think he spent like forty nine, ninety nine for a Casio organ and the soundtrack is horrendous. (laughs) You know, and he got a big, ugly looking doll from Yes he did. You know. Yes he did. Uh, that dog yeah.
1: was
0: hideous. Yeah, it is. And, you know, you got to give him credit. And his follow-up tales from the, what is it, the, the the dead zone or whatever that is, that's crap too. But, again, it's like him and and a lot of other people, I give them credit for pitting Eve in for the passion. Eve, yeah, you know, the effort and yeah. the passion. Yeah. All right.
1: All right. How about you Sonia You've been kind of quiet You got any superlatives that you want to talk about Best, worst, first
2: I'm just peeved Right now at all the coverage people are giving Beyonce because she's trying She's putting out a country album As if all of a sudden She's trying to be like Taylor Swift No, she's honoring the music She listened to when she was a little girl Yeah, being from like <laughs> Texas Yeah know. Um. Why is she wearing a cowboy hat to the Grammys? Cause she's from Texas. She's trying Yay. to be like Taylor Swift. No, she's not.
1: Where's Taylor Swift from anyway? Um, Tennessee. Yeah. Well, Beyonce's got more right to the cowboy hat, you know. Yeah,
2: but um, it's okay for Taylor sure. to cross over into the pop uh tinge. But for Beyonce to honor the country music she grew up in, everybody's all upset. And it's perfectly all right for Dolly Parton to put out an album of nothing but rock songs. But, so, I've just been laughing at that right now. And I'm yeah. also proud of all the Black women who've been standing up in the judicial system and showing them that we know what we're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I watch... also, I mean, the thing is, we talk about... Um... Uh, the Beyoncé's uh, foray into country but always remember that the first black women to perform at the Grand Ole Opry were the Pointer sisters. Yep. And they also got a Grammy for this song Fairy Tale in as Country. It's a country right. song. So it's not some crazy thing that no one has ever done before. She may or, have done may do it, but she's not the first.
2: Or the fact that people excuse me. <clears throat> <clears throat> People are upset that Tracy Chapman's now all of a sudden recognized this country. The gentleman grew up listening to her song. He identified with it. He's honoring her right and left. She's mm-hmm. getting her money. She just now back on the charts with her version. Leave them alone. Let them make the music they want to make.
1: Yeah. Got it. Music is is whatever it is that appeals to you, I think. You know, whatever it is that speaks to you, that's what it is. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's very hard. I know a lot of times. know within the black community a lot of times you know we get a little testy and so-and-so is you know doing this music it's you know black music and they shouldn't be doing you know this music but it's like you know then can we tell somebody like you know the you know when Marcellus said he can't play classical music you know you know you you can't delineate i don't think like that music it just speaks to whoever it is that it speaks to Mm -hmm. you know i may not like to hear you know beyonce Sing country, but then I may not want to hear anybody sing country. You know, you know, I could, but you know, I may like a few country tunes, maybe. Maybe that's all I have in me, just to listen to a few. Or you know, uh, for instance, you know, I can listen to some reggae music, but you know, that that is a very short fuse for me. I can't listen to a whole lot. It sounds all the same to me after a certain amount I, I hear. And it's nothing against well, know, reggae music; it's just that that for me is not my ballywick. Um Well, but it appeals to some people. They don't look nothing like me, you know, or at all, find it to be, you know, incredibly um, lifting, um, that it, it moves them, it, it, you know, reaches them. And I said, yeah, so let, let everybody who it touches, let, it, let them grab at it, you know? Mm-hmm.
5: Well, part of it, I think, is just whatever is going to get the most ink, because among musicians, there's a lot of crossover. And there have always been people doing things outside of what they're uh, what they're uh, what they're most known for. I think the first person to do something that I was like way out there. and This was way back in the '80s. That Willie Nelson did a uh, did a uh, album of uh, standards, just Great American Songbook things. And nobody said anything about it because that was out of what they're talking about. When Sinatra died, there were half a dozen people that did Sinatra albums. There was a Barry Manolo did one. Michael Bolton did one. Uh, a couple of other jazz people did one. Nobody said a thing because they don't talk about it. But you mentioned Taylor Swift, Instant Headline. So that's what a lot of it is. People just can't find anything else to talk about.
1: It's true.
3: It's true. Also, uh, Beyonce wore, I mean, she played into the stereotype. You know mm-hmm. I mean? It's like she wore a cowboy hat to the Grammys. It's, it's so, it's so over, over rotation thing. You know what I mean? It's like, come it's on. It's marketing. It's all this is marketing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just sing your song. You know, whatever you feel like to like, just do it. You yeah, know, but it's just it's, marketing, so yeah. you know it's it's.
1: Why you got to wear a cowboy hat? I mean Tracy. Because Chapman... it's marketing, and she's got it's on a big stage, and everybody sees it, and apparently now everybody's talking about it. Well, so that's she why.
2: she didn't perform, but it fit her mm-hmm. outfit. You know, she had well, a denim yeah, jacket it still, on just, and
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, yeah, denim shorts. Yeah, it's still but you know Tracy Chapman came on, mm-hmm. and she performed, and she looked the same way she looked when she first performed that song, with mm-hmm. some gray hair, and that's mm-hmm. about it. She. She was Tracy mm-hmm. Chapman. You know, you put her put in whatever category you want to put her in. You know what I mean?
0: Because
3: yeah. that song is, is a heartfelt song. So, you know, she's not trying to, you know, sing some country song because now I want to do this different thing. She sang a song that speaks to people. And, across all genres.
1: Yeah, but well, there's nothing yeah. wrong with Beyonce singing something because she thinks it's popular that's going to make her some money. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's you know part of the industry.
0: No, you know, I mean, it may not
1: be something that is heartfelt that speaks to you know a generation of individuals who have been downtrodden. It could just be, you know, uh dance music or or whatever. I don't think though that we should denigrate. I'm not denigrating that, her, that, but i uh, it seems like you are. Well,
3: what I'm saying is you show up in a cowboy hat and you know this this slicing and dicing of music is a problem I have. So it's like That's I'm going to I'm going to sing cowboy or country music so I'm going to show up in a cowboy outfit. You know, I I it's it's too much it's too much of that slicing and dicing and the slicing and dicing to me it was makes it, it makes the uh, it mixes music up and and segregates people like I got li- I can listen to this but I can't listen to that. I can listen to hip hop but I can't listen to country.
1: But don't you, know you think what I mean? that, that don't you think though that it's just the opposite in this instance? Does somebody like Beyonce who is, you know, known for, you know, her uh, dance, you know, pop, R&B. And she comes in and she wears a cowboy hat, kind of breaking down that um, concept that, you know, black people can't walk around wearing cowboy hats. I mean, let's face it, didn't Lil Nas X do, you know, a country thing? Um, mm-hmm. What is it? The, um, So, uh, what do you call it? Um, Old Town Road. Old Town Road, yeah.
2: And it's only, they didn't want to put it, it on the country charts. Because um, he didn't, he wasn't, they said he wasn't country. And Billy Ray, uh, that's when Billy Ray Cyrus went, yeah, he is. So they re-recorded it with Billy Ray Cyrus. Right. And th- that's when it went up the charts.
1: Right. And the thing is, he had, you know, cowboy hat and stuff like that on. And there's no big deal about that. So I don't understand. Well, why I, give, I should... feel like
3: everything Jay-Z and Beyonce does, maybe it's a thing I have with them. It just, yeah,
0: way, it just, right. it just. It's just sing your
3: song, you know, right? Put it in right. the thing, and
0: you know, yeah. But, but, but you have listen, I don't, I personally don't have a problem with her wearing a cowboy hat, mm-hmm. okay? It's just a part of marketing, you know, it is. She has to sell her product.
2: Well, she wasn't even performing the song, she was there to support Jay Z because he got an honorary award, yeah. And, yeah, and well, people were throwing things, oh, she, why is she wearing the country hat? Well, why is she? And like, she, because she, she wanted to.
0: And it's you right. see, part part of it, part of the problem is social media.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Everybody has to comment on everything. If she's sitting in the audience and wants to wear a cowboy hat, well, by God, let her do it. You know what I'm saying? There's no it's no big deal. And again, it's whether she's singing or not, you have to market your stuff. You know, I can Mm -hmm. remember one time there was a while I would get on a train with one of the the anthologies that I'm in. Now, mind you, I done read read the stuff Mm -hmm. over and over again, but I would flip it open so everybody could see and would be reading it in the hope that somebody, which has happened, you know, sitting across me, they get their phone and I see them Mm -hmm. typing in, you know, you know, oh. um, Halloween party to 2019. Yeah. I now mind you again. I read the the whole anthology, not yeah. once but twice, maybe three times. But it's all a part of marketing. And you know, here we go. People try to make like black people have never done country. Right. Right. Okay. Oh my God. There's a a black woman country singer. I forget. Is her name McGee? I had posted her performing on Hee Haw one time on my writer's page. Okay, then you had Charlie Pride and then yeah. um Ray Charles dipped into it uh, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But part of it I said the whole thing would have had, that's just social media. Everybody got to be outraged. You know, backlash.
3: Yeah, I'm not I'm not outraged by it. It's just you know, it's so it's so uh, blatantly manipulative. You know, it's just uh, yeah, it's naked. <laughs> yeah, I just I just I, I'm not outraged by. it. I don't really care, but it just seems like you know, it, sing your song. Who cares about that? <laughs> just sing the song. You know, I just think it's marketing. Yeah, I, I you know every it's like when Jay Z did, did the thing with the NFL. Mm-hmm. They, they needed they needed a black person to counteract Colin Kaepernick? He was there. When they needed black people, when they needed to take black people property in order to build the Barclays Center, he was there.
5: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, it's and, and, and so, you know what I mean? That's just uh, maybe I'm, I'm glomming some of the stuff on from him onto her. But just sing this, just sing the goddamn song. That's what I'm saying.
0: Just <laughs> sing it. Just sing it. <laughs> yeah. Just sing, the naked costuming sing if and
5: stuff. you want
4: to. You know, yeah, they, a costume. You, see- like, you don't have the Beyonce ain't gotta wear no
3: costume to it be saying no costume. But you know what?
1: It's marketing. Get over. I it. I know
3: what it is. I get it. I, totally get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. But you know what? It just irks me. It, 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 it just irks me to be somebody trying to manipulate me into now. I'm singing country. And then when I sing uh, country.
5: I'm
3: gonna wear. I'm, I'm gonna,
5: gonna wear. wear uh, I'm pente cloth.
2: I'm okay, gonna... What is that? What is that? A Auto doubling. speed. Auto speed backing on himself.
3: No, that's a doubling that happens every once in a while, right?
2: Ah.
5: The
1: echoes. And my shadow. And me. My shadow.
0: And, and and you know, you know who knows what? How long it's gonna last? Because a lot of people forget. Actually, Ringo Starr did a country album way back when. Really? Yeah.
1: That must have been interesting. hmm And
3: you remember, uh, uh, what's her name? Ethel Merman did disco? Oh, yeah. I, remember. Yeah. I was going
1: to say that. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now it's
2: stuck in my head again. Oh,
3: yeah. I remember
1: oh, that? that. And you was... can't forget. Don't forget. Dance, dance, disco, Lucy. Disco, Lucy. Lucy. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 the, do, yeah, do, do, do. yeah. Everybody jumps on everything, so you know, got to be ready for that. But um, another thing that is a a I guess a first I guess guess a first coming up this um All Star Weekend is they're doing the um the three point um the, the three point is it's the exhibition or it's just the actual um tourney with a uh, what's it who is it doing it Stickery and and who is doing it for the women Otto I don't know her name I don't have her
3: name here but she plays for the New York Liberty
1: yeah but I think it's very cool that they were saying she could do the from the NBA, the WNBA line three-pointers she's three not, she's going to do the, the line. NBA. NBA. Three point line there's Echo three-point line three-point line
0: what is
1: that? What is that? A is fan? That a fan tour? Tour? I just know. I just know. <laughs> but I can hear it. But I can yeah, but, hear it. Yeah, but, but I haven't no, done anything. But I haven't I, done anything I'm, different. I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking. It's Cranston's sound system. Okay, that just went off and back on. There it goes. What is that? Okay, it right. just went off and back on.
0: There it is. Set. All right. All right.
1: I'm scared to say anything.
0: No, nah, he's probably do you down there nah, he's area. probably down the engine area. Change
1: the dylofil. Change the dylophume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Can I mean, you I mean, mute Can you
2: mute everybody?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was Cranston that I just muted. I okay. told you. I told you so. Yeah.
2: Comcast is getting back at Cranston. For yeah, some
1: Cranston does it really bad. Com- Comcast is not having any of that. I'd say, how dare you, Cranston, pay your bill on time so we can't charge
0: you any extra? We're not having that. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, the thing I love about Black History Month. Though is the fact that you start to find out information about really obscure black historical figures. Do
1: we though? Do we? Yeah, sometimes we do. I mean, I know. I I um, feel. I found
3: some. I feel like we're talking about the same people over and over again. Uh The the Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, Dr. King. Mm
0: -hmm. No, no, because like right now, I'm in the middle of reading uh what's the title of the book the negro moves forward by edward johnson and edward johnson's claim to fame was he was an assemblyman from new york city but he wrote what's considered one of the first black science fiction well i can't say it's a novel because it's kind of thin but one of the first black science fiction stories Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's about a his character is a a a white man that's going down south to work with black people, and he's on an airship, mm-hmm. and the airship gets caught up in the atmosphere, and it's like nineteen oh six, but then when he finally when it finally crashes, he's in the year two thousand and six. Whoa. Well okay, it's not it's not top shelf science fiction but I'm just fascinated by the fact that this man again, the effort that he wrote it you know, and the book he tries to say that (laughs) in the year 2006 race relations are better but at the same time he he has like footnotes of really horrendous um horrendous uh, uh, atrocities that were done on black people mm-hmm. during his time you know because he grew up i think in south carolina you know he writes about lynching and and how southern businessmen were speaking out both sides of their mouth they talk about they want to get rid of the negro negro race And then they talk about, well, they want to keep Negroes to work for them, you know. So I I really find it to be a a fascinating, you know, book from a historical term. Just like a lot of people don't know about W.E.B. Du Bois, The Comet. You know, not too many people know about that. I was totally totally fascinated by that and again I said it before and I said it again the people that made that picture that movie with Harry Harry Belafonte was it between the devil and the sea where he's he's working in a mine in Pennsylvania and it's like Mm -hmm. um, a nuclear holocaust Mm -hmm. yeah whoever those people were that did that movie they kind of ripped off W.E.B. Du Bois, the comet. Hmm. Okay, because the comet is basically the same thing, except for W.E.B. Du Bois' character is working in the Wall Street area and in a bank, and he's sent down into like the vault area to clean things out. And then some type of comet comes past across the United States and it it basically, for some mysterious reason, kills almost everybody in New York. Whoa. Okay. And he ends up being a white, wo- white woman, and he's helping her just like Harry Belafonte with the white woman in the movie. But with the comet, they're finally rescued by the white woman's boyfriend and, and her father. Mm-hmm. And the first thing out their mouth is, "Oh, well, uh, what did he do to you? Did he touch you? We'll lynch him," you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and that goes that goes back to what I was telling people that sometimes with science fiction and horror, it's a metaphor with America because just like the character in the comet and Harry Belafonte, mm-hmm. um, Night of the Living Dead, what happens to Dwayne Jones at the mm-hmm. end? Yeah, yeah, I know what happens. Yeah, yeah I, had, I, had, I, I, I had I had even wrote, even a, wrote a, a, a essay for, a horror for a horror addicts, addicts dot net, dot net where, where I, said I said that that, that was, a, was metaphor a metaphor for, for uh, black, um, black, people, black in people in America. No matter what we do, we still get the short end of the stick at the end. Yeah, even if you're the hero. Yeah. 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 You know,
1: die first or die last.
0: Yeah. And, you know, historically, with black people, when it comes to horror, we deal with two types of horror. We deal with horror that we go to the movies and we read and we watch streaming and all that stuff. But we also deal with the horror of everyday life living in this country.
1: Yeah. For us, existential horror is not something you read, it's something that you live. Mm hmm. You know, it's a different level. You're before. Before. Yeah, crazy! Yeah, I think, I you, think you got things two things on at the same, time, at the same like time your phone, like
5: your phone and, and okay. your computer. So it's like so it's one, like one thing turning
1: off. off. Okay, can you hear me at all? Oh, we can hear oh, you me can great.
5: great. Oh, okay.
0: It's just we, it's can so so we can hear our voice.
5: Twice, yeah, twice, twice, we, we twice, twice, twice,
0: twice, twice we twice. hear we you, hear but you, when, when we see, it's, it's an, echo. an echo. 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 Will you, stop? Will you stop. 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 <laughs> Alright, here All we right, go. Here we go. Here we here go. Here. We go Joe, Joe. Okay, now I consider, I consider day. myself day. 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 the lucky man on the face of the earth. Now back in. Number 44, <laughs> Reggie Jackson. Reddy. Number 44. Very Number 44. <laughs> is
3: it
1: done? Right. How is it? Are we done with the is echo? Right? How is it? Are we done with the echo? Oh, it's, there nope. is a delay. Oh, it's, there nope. is a delay. See it? See it? It's
5: Cranston. You gotta.
1: It's Chris you got You're making us delay. You're making us delay.
5: Okay, I'm trying to back out and come back in.
1: Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait I think hold we caught on. Up now, I think we caught right? up now, right? Nope. No, nope. Nope. We're still behind. All right. All right. He gotta come out, come okay, back. He gotta come out, come okay, back. Okay, wait. In. Oh, oh no, yeah. Okay. Oh, no. yeah. I, do you hear it? Do you hear it? Yeah, you see that yeah, okay, now the delay is gone. We're back. That <laughs> oh, was yeah. fun. Um,
2: it's just Comcast censoring uh Cranston. The
1: luckiest man then on the face of the <laughs> earth. They, they don't me. like
3: him. Number 29.
2: Cranston <laughs> did something to piss off Comcast.
1: Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> All right, well, anybody I will
2: more I more? will admit that Facebook uh-huh. I I Glance through Facebook, and there are different accounts now that are pulling out moments in Black history that are actually new to the world. Yeah, you know, they're not doing the typical stuff, and I find that I, I want to see if it if the trend continues for all the other specials and yeah. things like that.
1: You oh, know, Chance the to to post posted on one of his accounts. Um, and I, you know, reposted uh, about uh, Valerie Thomas, the NASA physicist who they indicated invented 3D movies and television. So I thought that was. Very I know that. I don't think she invented 3D TV, 3D movie stuff. I think she was instrumental in the creation of it. Yeah, no. and
0: I, I, I think she was. She was instrumental in developing mm-hmm. television, but television actually was around before. Yeah, long before she was. Yeah. Was that Farns- Farnsworth? Is that the dude's name? Yeah, I think Farnsworth was was the the gentleman. And you also and see, you also had other countries that were developing mm-hmm. stuff at the same time. You know, I don't think. I think she was a part of it, not like yeah. like Lewis Latimer, who to me
1: that invented light the
0: light bulb. Right. Okay. Forget all that Thomas Edison stuff. Cause Thomas Edison was kind of like Elon Musk. Yeah. He would get an ideal and then develop it. Okay. You know, so Elon but, Musk
3: doesn't develop anything. He just still
0: yeah, well, people, that's, yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know, and I think that was the same thing with Edison and, and Latimer. But, yeah, see with me, when it comes, well, first of all, me, black history is not a month. It's all year round. Okay. And, and also people got to understand that Carter Woodson that started black history month. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's the one that chose the month. A short month, right, okay. Yeah, he's the one well was, they made him they
3: made him pick it. Like, Hurry up, pick he, him up, quick. Now he's trying <laughs> February, February, February.
2: As the town where Frederick Douglass has claimed home, we're hearing a lot about him up here now. Um, he was trying to honor Frederick Douglass and mm. the presidents he claimed that advanced black people's cause, uh Abraham Lincoln and Tom and uh uh Washington. Mm-hmm. But, um, he so did. you or know, you he, that he, that's for. because George Washington didn't, didn't do anything for freedom.
3: That's what you think. That's what you say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he sure didn't free his. They I found out in a Black History Month thing, and it was also connected to um, this um, Independence Day that Jefferson had written like 17 plus pages promoting. That when we're going to declare our independence we should also free the slaves and that was the first thing that the Constitutional Congress cut out.
1: Yeah, of course they would.
2: So, you know, but I didn't know he had addressed it. He actually did put in the Declaration of Independence. He's real
3: passionate behind it. Right.
2: He had 17 pages worth of stuff explaining why we should end slavery. And and
0: 17 Negro children. Well, you got to look at it like this, okay? It is what it is. At least he was proactive to a point as opposed to Washington. If anything, Washington pit advertisement in newspapers for the woman slave that ran away from him. Bring her back. Okay. Bring her black ass back. Bring her back. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um,
1: I I don't know if you all recall many years ago, It was, uh, I think, the Oprah Winfrey Show or something like that, where they had the family of the individuals who were actually related to George Washington. It was Black family. It said, not like Martha's children, who were not blood relatives of George Washington. Mm -hmm. And the story was that George Washington had a son, one son, that was born from this Black woman who had been enslaved or in servitude in some way. And that, despite the fact which I find to be a recurring theme of a lot of these uh individuals, these white males who came up during that period, that they treated women black you know and white, whichever they happened to be with, as merely vessels, and their children, however, were treated differently, for instance, they said that wherever Washington went, he had this kid, the kid went to whatever their church was, he sat with him in church, he was sent to schools and all this. And um, eventually, you know, I guess this person had children that had their children going on down. But the family that is blood relatives, blood related to Washington is actually a black family. Martha Washington's family, these people had when they were getting ready to do the DNA work, they had the body exhumed and um, hidden. The black Are you talking about the Hazlip family? I do not know their name.
4: Um, because Shirley Hazlip wrote a book, um, "The Sweeter the Juice," where she was tracing her family history, and it went all the way to Washington.
1: You may be so the I one if they curious. did that thing, did that um interview with Oprah Winfrey many, many, many years ago, and and they had, I guess, them and then some people who were from, uh, I guess, descendants of Martha Washington's family. Which, of course, is not blood related to George Washington. So I thought that was very interesting because I didn't realize that.
2: Yeah, the cons- so that- the belief is whenever they talk about his son who died in battle, everybody assumed that it was his son. No, it was a Martha's son that he adopted. Yeah, because
0: yeah. wasn't she older than than mm-hmm. George?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and but they said his son mm-hmm. was. Uh, it's just like who is it? Um, Dumas. You know, Thomas Dumas, his father was a planter. His mother was a woman who was an enslaved person. And that child, of course, was raised, sent to school in Paris. He was a musician. He was a scholar. He was a fencer champion, you know, all these things, which his father, of course, you know, was absolutely proud. You know, you saw this a lot with a lot of these young black males, who were children of these planters, and then the black women who were, you know, in, in servitude, and these people were all over Europe. You know, it was not something that was an isolated incident. At first, I thought that it was, but then I started looking around and finding no, it wasn't. That was it seemed very common that you had a lot of these young black males, who fathers of wealthy, you know, white males. Who sent off to Europe to go to school, and they're like, you know, running the place. Yeah, Um,
2: like Alexander Hamilton.
1: I don't. That's the thing with Hamilton. Yes,
2: Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton, Yes, because Mm -hmm. they show. um, If you find pictures of his brother, Mm -hmm. same mother, same father, a Mm -hmm. whole lot darker than him, and it's not the Caribbean sun, since they said from Caribbean. And that's um, why everybody gets mad when they say lin Manuel shouldn't play Alexander Hamilton. Like, he's closer yeah. in
1: skin tone than
2: yeah. anybody else who's played him.
1: Yeah, and yeah. then they had what's the I it was an unfortunate very bad thing. Is Bridgerton or something like that? Mm-hmm. Bridgerton, who uh, was a, a um pianist on oh no, a violinist.
2: Chevalier or no? No, no, no.
1: This is this one is was a friend of beethoven oh okay i remember which one yeah yes, yeah. and that they had a really good you know relationship and he had written some symphony, some some work and basically when they did it performed it that he sight read it basically you know for the first time and they named it some other symphony because between the time that it was published and that they had actually performed it the first time, apparently this young man said some negative thing about some woman who was a friend of Beethoven's. So he took his name off the name of the symphony and something they called him something, the Abyssinian Prince or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but it was funny because, you know, he did this of course as well, you know, the Eroica Symphony, same thing that, Beethoven had written it for Napoleon, but then he got mad at Napoleon and took his mm-hmm. name off the America. so he had a habit when he gets mad at you of removing your name from symphonies. So this guy who was you know his good friend, he removed his name from the symphony and named it after someone who actually could never actually play it. so it was kind of funny but that but again, he was one of those individuals who was of um you know, European and um, African heritage. So it was very interesting that they, they, there was quite a bit of that.
2: There's a YouTube video, I just can't remember the name of it, that talks about historical figures that you didn't know were Black. There's a whole Mm -hmm. series of them out there. Um, And they talk, or, or, um, because she, I think it's a woman hosting it. She started it in response to Bridgerton when they were complaining, people were complaining about all these people in the high society that they wouldn't be there. And she was like, um, yeah, they would. Mm-hmm. And she, that's when she started the series. I cannot remember the name of the host or and producer, but I was finding mm-hmm. it. Valiant. And, um, I was read, watching one of her videos at the same time I was reading a book description. Remember the story about bell, the African, um, lady who was raised at court in the English court to be lady. Well, Mm -hmm. I was reading a description of the book and Mm -hmm. it actually says based on the you know, inspired the movie of this black woman who's raised at the first black woman who was raised at court. Mm -hmm. And then they list the three Caucasian sub actors, never mentioned the name of the actress. Wow. Wow. I was just like, and she's talking about bell on the tv at the same time i'm reading this blurb that i had mm-hmm. blurb i had gotten and i was just like okay. this is just so wrong especially during black history month that y'all did mm-hmm. this
1: okay i got the name of the guy it's bridge bridge tower it is george paul green bridge tower and they called him the abyssinian prince that's his name george bridge tower to um beethoven wrote the symphony and then got mad at him because he said something about some woman that was his, Beethoven's friend and then removed his name from it and put somebody else's name on it.
0: Well, uh, a, a, again, this this goes back to, to what I was saying about, um, <clears throat> about Warren G. Hardin, okay? Mm-hmm. When Warren G. Hardin was running for president, there was an anonymous pamphlet that was being circulated about how don't vote for him because you know he's he's black mm-hmm. okay come to find out they found out that warren g Hardin's great no his grandfather came for the caribbean mm-hmm. okay and what it was he had settled in in connecticut and then the rest of the family moved to indiana mm-hmm. and when Reporters confronted Warren G. Harden about it. He said his exact words was, How do I know whether my fam- someone in my family jumped the fence? Okay, because back then, when you got into like interracial relationships, it was called jumping the fence.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, that's new. Which
1: means he knew. <laughs> <laughs> It's like okay well that's it. well now i know a new term thank you
0: <laughs> thank you and all this time you know i thought they
1: just sort physically jumping events oh, well, well.
0: No, back in the day when you heard somebody say you know you know you're standing on a corner and this person comes by and maybe somebody's standing with it yeah he he jumps the fence you know he he jumped the fence or, 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 or even worse is with a white person, if a white person was in an interracial relationship, uh, people would say, oh, he's, he's, he's coal mining. These are new words. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's coal mining.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah, you learn new words. Did you know these words, Otto, when you were growing up?
3: I care not to know such words. Uh, they yes. play no part in my life for... Anything you know, the the thing is, the one thing that we don't talk about is Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about race and black and etc., but we never talk about how race is a social construct, it's a fiction, yeah, that someone came up with in order to steal our labor, yeah, to have us work for free, yeah. Otherwise, the color of one's skin has no meaning whatsoever.
2: There's scientific proof that all those beautiful plaster. Um, works of art that they were finding in Greece that they had used to justify the race difference were actually colored, and it's just the paint wore off. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And, also, and it was,
2: and they weren't peach-colored either. The concept
3: mm-hmm. of race was, was really, you know, fictionalized during the Enlightenment mm-hmm. period to justify subjecting people to to stealing their land and mm-hmm. and stealing their labor. But we, mm-hmm. we still talk about it like it's a re- actually like real. Like it's real.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's become part of the, you know, the nomenclature. You know, yeah, we like
3: you have... we say, well, you know, so-and-so did something, you know, discovered the moon, and by the way, he, she was black. You know, it's, it, that's great. But, you know, it, we, have, it, it, we have to think about race and get beyond this fiction that, that, that boxes us in, you know, it just, it just does. And, you know, the different ways that capitalism has decided to steal our labor and racism is one of the ways to
1: do it or subjecting. Yeah. And one of the things we talked about, and this is, you know, long conversations this is stuff that we talk about, you know, in our family or, you know, at night or whatever discussions is that individuals cannot really be racist. Right. It's impossible because Racism is actually a system because if an individual could be racist, then that means that by changing whatever it is that they do, they can change how that system works. And they really can't, they are just playing their role that has been um, designated for them in this system. The system is racist, they are only playing their part in that machine. Now, if you know all the parts in the machine stopped, you know, functioning then maybe that's the way you dismantle this racist this racist machine. But the individual can't be because they don't have the power to be other than what they are, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that's another thing with people. This, oh, so-and-so so is racist. Well, no, you really aren't because you bigoted don't have the power. Yeah. You can be bigoted, that's right. Bigoted or biased. biased. Right, but you can't be racist because you don't have the type of power to move the machine. That racism requires.
3: You support the system.
1: That's right, or, or, or the system supports you more you, likely. Vice than
3: versa, not. it.
1: Vice yes. versa, as One,
0: one
3: other yes. thing, Pinocchio. Let's discuss Franklin. Excuse me.
1: Franklin. Oh, did anybody get to see Franklin? Um, on um, Apple. Apple Plus, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes. Every
3: every Thanksgiving, we talk about Franklin. You know, being on the. Other side of the table
5: and sitting yeah. by the
1: but I, I mean I have a problem with discussing it with everybody that has not had an opportunity to see it. You know, how how can you discuss it if you haven't had an opportunity to see it? Because the 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 the
3: show wouldn't exist without the discussion that happened before, right? Right, so right. The only reason the show exists is because people called out the fact that Franklin was sitting on the other side of the table in a chair that Snoopy had a fight with.
1: Broken, a broken chair.
3: A broken chair.
1: Yeah, you know, that not only, and I think for anyone now to say that this was inadvertent, that this thing happened, and I mean, in my mind, it is a bold-faced lie. It was not inadvertent. It was intentional that they created this barrier, you know, as they call it, the dog whistle To certain parts of the demographic to ensure that even though he is here in this space, we want you to know that he is not equal. That he is put on the other side of the table sitting in the broken chair. The broken and dangerous chair, right? Because it was fighting Snoopy. Broken and dangerous chair.
3: Yeah, chair is dangerous. But you know, the the history, I wish Cranston was here because he came up with a lot of the backgrounds. He's here? I'm sorry,
1: Cranston. You're just not in the state. I'm sorry. There yeah, so
3: he he talked. Cranston talked about a lot of the, the stuff about CBS executives not wanting to have, um, Franklin sit on that side of the table, and you know if you go on, you go on uh, internet search, you can't find any of that stuff anymore. the only stuff you find is is like uh, Charles Schultz's widow saying that it was inadvertent. inadvertent.
1: But. Again- It cannot be inadvertent because this is not, for instance, where somebody is on set and they say action and they perform the scene and they stop and someone hands them notes and say, look, we're going to change this. This needs to be done a different way. This is animation, which is done back then, you know, mostly, you know, by hand and, you know, and, and, and mechanized, but it takes a long time to do it. So these decisions were made. They did this thing all the way out. It wasn't that, oh, a snap decision was made to do one thing or another. They had to consider this. They did it. They did not change it. And it was intentional. You know, that there was no change to what it was that they had done. Or they had made a decision to do this thing. I could see if they said, well, it was inadvertent because somebody just did a bad take. And then we did this thing and voila, it got printed. No, it took a lot to put that together. You know, C-enter, You know, they had to be in order for this to become at
2: least five different hands. Had it had to go through five different hands to be
1: produced, right? At the very so, least. Yeah. And so there's no way that they're now saying that oh, it was just and we just didn't see it. No, it was we didn't see it. You saw it. You knew it. You did it because you wanted to make sure the dog whistle going out to a certain part of the population that they understood that um, you were not making him equal. Well, if, I mean, a was, lot of us remember it came out of that discussion where they said that during the um, comic strip that Franklin was turning back and hit his elbow on Peppermint Patty's desk talking to her. And, you know, middle America lost their ish as a result. So, of course, they're sending a message to these people that, yeah, we got to put him on here, but understand that we're like you, you know, we we're, we're not making it quite equal you you know what we're saying okay i, re- uh, I remember uh,
2: reading one story that they said charles schultz insisted that franklin was there but he didn't oversee how franklin was being used hmm. um so that he uh, he drew franklin the first time and had him integrated and after that didn't pay much attention cuz he wasn't drawing the an- the animated shows and things like that mm-hmm. i don't know if it's true that's just something i remember reading
0: okay yeah. did the peanuts specials used to come on cbs right mm-hmm. yeah okay that explains everything okay that explains yeah. everything because that was the 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 um network that had like a dual identity,
2: the Tiffany network,
0: the Tiffany network, but it also appealed to the rural area. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean the Andy Griffith show was on there, right? Yes. Okay. Beverly Hillbillies. And... All these shows, you would yeah. be hard pressed to see a Negro on these on these shows because they would appeal in. To a certain demographic, it's just like at one point in the fifties, the show "The Great The Great Ghost," which was about a Confederate um, raider that would raid Union supply lines. That was which was a TV show, believe it or not. That was on CBS too. Mm. Well, this my thing is, if it was if
3: Franklin on the other side of the the table was in, inadvertent, why do you need to? to do a franklin show now doing black history month and you know they're and- doing the
2: franklin show now because the um charles schultz put a uh what was it? what's it called i don't know he put a ban on his in his will that they couldn't do any new animation um so many years after his death they could only edit what was already out there really Yes.
1: How strange is that? And they could, and then the the contract
2: with, I know, the contract was with CBS until whatever this time limit was. Raul Dahl had a similar one that said nobody can touch this
3: stuff. It doesn't explain why they do it. Why they need? If it was in Burton, why do a Franklin show when you have Franklin come and sit on the other side of the table? why, why, why Why does it need to be explained? And and each one of the each one of the Peanuts uh, specials or shows, you know, you have the kids come in the Thanksgiving show, and they shake Charlie Brown's hand, except for Franklin, who daps, you know, Charlie Brown. And then, of course, you know, every time Franklin greets another kid or something, it's a it's a high five or a slap, or you know, they they got Franklin doing all these stereotypical things, mm-hmm. and, and now this this Franklin show. You know, I mean, you can watch the trailer. The trailer is free, mm-hmm. but it's it tries to f- you know fix some of the stuff mm-hmm. that they that they did in as late as like 1995 and 97. I mean, this is not this is not old stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's like you know the the genesis of Franklin was, I, I think you know a school teacher from California, wrote Schultz and said, you know, after Dr. King was assassinated, maybe you you want to have a a black uh a character in your in your comic strip mm-hmm. and 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 Schultz said well i don't I don't know if I want to do that because i'm black people may feel that I'm pandering to them and and you know she wrote back that she spoke to her black friends and her black friends wrote to Schultz and said, no, they didn't feel as if having a black character would be pandering and you, you should see the way that they drew uh or oh, Franklin, I mean, he, had like, he had like, 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 like stripes on, his, on face. his face.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Go on. Otto?
3: Yeah, he had I... stripes on his face. They didn't know how to draw him, and 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 Schultz, Charles Schultz, uh, to a point that Sonia made, he didn't. He said, you know, he didn't really know what to do with the character.
5: You know, which is you...
1: weird to me, because it's as if what do you to do, you know, run out on the, the you know, planes with a spear chasing around lions? I don't know. He's just a kid, you know, a little boy doing little boy things. So I don't understand why they think that little black boys and girls do different things from any other boys and girls. Another thing that we talked about, which was interesting, we talked about um, the Peanuts, the, you know, the general group, is that um, I don't think they have any Asian children. In the peanuts, nor any children who are um, Latino, Latina, either. I did. Someone did try to tell me that
2: Peppermint Patty and Marcy were Latino, or a, that Mar- Marcy was Asian. I went, No, she's
1: not. You know what? That's what? I was one if she was supposed to be or not. But and but you know Otto was saying no because they never presented her as being Asian, never gave her an Asian name, never. In fact, I think she went to France, and she was like more like, you know, but they
3: they, they sure made you. They sure made you know that Franklin was black because they had him break dancing and dapping and slapping the five. You saw his skin was black. Why do you need to
1: do all those other things?
3: So if Marcy was Asian, they sure didn't feel the feel necessary for her to do quote unquote Asian. Well, yeah, but I was
1: wondering, but I don't see that they. I mean, they're not very diverse at all, you know, uh, any of the children. I mean, Franklin being the only, I think, uh, racial uh, or, or ethnic um, individual, you know, within the group, which is kind I, of... Strange.
2: Yeah, I remember that because when I was in high school, we did The World According to Charlie Brown. And the teacher looked at me in horror when she said, oh, you're in, and then realized there was no character for me to play. There was no black little girl. And mm-hmm. so she made her own character and put me in. But I, we had a nice long talk about it in high school that there were no minority people in all of Charlie Brown.
1: Mm-hmm. And the thing I, is, I thought a lot also about that Franklin come into the story. But what, have been, what would the difference have been if instead of Franklin it had been Francis? What if it had been a black girl? Instead of a boy. How would that have changed um the complexion <laughs> literally figuratively of, of the peanuts?
2: Yeah, we named our then we named our character my character Frida. Freedom, get it, Frida. Uhhuh. It was already a Frida.
4: Uh-huh. Well, naturally curly hair, remember?
2: Yeah, but so yeah, but the teacher thought she was being clever. I think so.
1: Frida has the naturally curly hair, so maybe Natural yes, hair. I did. Fresh. I had the naturally curly yeah. hair. I touch with the brush, you know. Yep. So I was talking about her naturally curly hair. Right.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, that's but that's what they got for um, Black History Month.
0: They got you, Franklin, on Disney Plus. No, no, Apple Plus. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. All right no what I, I think if that's what you if that's the only thing you're looking for 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 black history month then i i I feel sorry for you um, yeah you know I mean none for none the whole controversy with Franklin to me was done is done that and uh I can't even say a metro card will get me on now it's an omni card here in New York right y'all. um. The problem I have, if anything, with with Black History Month is what we were talking about earlier, which I think is the is the real issue is that every Black History Month, mm-hmm. the powers that be, they give us the same the same um historical figures. Martin Luther mm-hmm. King, Malcolm X, Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. those are the usual suspects. In the course of what I do as a writer, I found the cornucopia of mm-hmm. black historical figures that fly under the, the radar. Mm-hmm. Okay. And these are the people that I think we should focus just as much with the icons. You know, every day, every day I go out, every Monday through Friday I go out to work, I go to the curb. And I have to stop because the stoplight is red. That's right. Okay. That's a black person that did Garrett that. Garrett Morgan. I go down to the subway to catch the Q train. I can't get from Manhattan to Brooklyn unless that third rail is has electricity. That's well, a black l- man. L- l-
3: l- let me ask you this. Let me ask you this though. Right? The 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 black icons that that.
0: You know, people come up
3: with the majority comes up with every every year. Uh-huh. The Dr. King's, Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. It seems that the, that people have become comfortable with their, you know, images being integrated into, you know, seeing them and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you think do you think that the the other uh, contributors to to history, Black contributors to history? You know, majority people have not been—they're not comfortable. Even our own people may not be comfortable with those images or those stories yet. No,
0: I, I just think I, they I, don't know them. I just think they aren't yeah. given those. Yeah, they just—they just don't know them because I remember back in in the early '80s or the '80s that when it came to Black History Month, there were a there were a lot of things going on, especially on television, especially with with public television okay there was a gentleman by the name of bob gore he was a black man that was the program director of wnyc he made it his business during the during his tenure at nyc to show on black history during black history month shows from across the country that's where I found out more about black cowboys. I found out about blacks in New England. I found out blacks down south. Next thing you know, Ed Koch, who was mayor at the time, he cut funding and he made it his business to have WNYC sold to private people to to put money in, in New York City's conference. And that was the end of pretty much Black History Month. Wow.
4: You know, my my thought was always um, that, you know, people like Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, you know, there are some historical Black figures in this country who just cannot be ignored. And those are three of them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and as for the rest, the Garrett Morgans, you know, You're also talking about men and women who invented things that make everybody's life easier. It always struck me that the, quote, powers that be, don't want the larger society to know that Black people have contributed so much to what they take for granted now.
1: Absolutely. You
4: know, whoever heard, I mean, you know, Dr. West, a black woman invented GPS. How many, I mean, you know, nobody talks about her. Mm-hmm. Um, a black, The black woman who invented the hairbrush, the black woman who invented the ironing board. We hear about Madam C.J. Walker and wonderful. I mean, I'm, I'm not taking anything from her, mm-hmm. but you know, there were all these other black people who invented things and invented goods and processes that we take for granted today, but if you ask anybody, hey, would you know the guy who invented that was
3: black? Yeah, because don't you think that the so-called icons of Black History Month are more associated with Black struggle? Right. Yes. So, yes. right. So, Absolutely. Our, so, our narrative in this country is about our struggle and nothing else. As
1: opposed to our right. contribution. Right. So maybe that's should, um, be a, we should have like the Black uh, list. or
4: what? Um, it's all about Black pain.
1: Right, right. Trauma. Everything's yeah. about trauma. Instead of what our contribution has been, which is right. huge. And not just and through through know, slave labor. And not just through slave labor, me. you know.
4: If they, if they if everybody knew how many black people contributed, you know, to this country's um and not just with you know on their hands and knees and their backs, that's right. Their backs bad but how many black people Contribute who, who were well-educated, who contributed to, you know, the people's well-being, if you will,
1: I mean, I think they'd have a fit. Yeah, they would not want to believe, that's all. Yeah. I mean, even like the issue where um James was saying, you know, with Edison and, and Dr. Latimer, who actually invented the light bulb, you know? Right, and right. But, you know,
4: Edison was, I mean, Edison was a real asshole.
0: Yeah, um,
4: a um, Nikola Tesla, um, Edison put out some problem or whatever and said, the, the one who solves this, I'll give them $5,000. Well, Tesla solved it, took it to Edison, and Edison said, you didn't really think I was going to
3: do that, did you? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, I mean, Edison was an SOB.
1: He was he's a huckster. it's a, a con man. So I was like, yeah.
3: yeah,
1: that's what he was. And said, in fact, he's one of those fake it till you make it things that he would say, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna come out with this, that, and the other," and not have it done and just uh, fake the actual thing that he was supposed to have done until there's some breakthrough that he could get his hands on.
0: That's why that he lady, actually had her name. It.
3: That made that 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 blood work uh, machine? Which one? The, the one that uh, got sent to jail because of it out in the Silicon Valley. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. The, her uh, her, her uh, machine oh.
3: her machine was called the Edison.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny, isn't it? It's exactly, exactly right. As Elizabeth Holmes. Yes. Yeah. Her machine was called the Edison. It didn't work. Yeah. Right. Fake uh, exactly that's fake it till you make it kind fake of make it till you make it that's that's what their whole concept is
3: and but 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 you, you the icons of a black of, of black history month are all about as as roxanne was saying i was saying mm-hmm. you were saying it's all about you know our 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 our, our, the, our stolen work yes our stolen labor mm-hmm. our struggle to to be able to exercise our rights as, as citizens mm-hmm. you know that's 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 our history for for 28 or 29 days. Mm-hmm. That's our history, right? And and all the other stuff is overlooked,
1: right? I mean, the basic things that were um, made part of the you know American experience that were created by African American people,
4: right? Yeah.
1: That that have just kind of been absorbed, you know, into the zeitgeist, and and they are not you know, elevated as individual acts, you know.
4: Because I think if they were, it would put another nail in the coffin of the imagined white superiority mm-hmm. to know that black people invented these things that we all take so for granted that mm-hmm. they've become mundane. The right. irony. Right.
1: Yeah. And you know,
4: and <laughs> You know, I, you know, you're taught, we're taught, we're, ta- we're living in a time where nobody can imagine that there wasn't an ironing board. Well, yes, there was, there was a time and a black woman invented it. Mm-hmm. But, well,
1: well, you know, tropical. I,
4: I just think that, you know, like, well, like we we're saying, you know, black history is all about struggle. It's mm-hmm. not all about the country. It's not about mm-hmm. the contributions. And, you know, I, I mean, you know, you know this stuff has been
1: buried. Yeah, I mean, I think is, for instance, like you talk about Garrett Morgan, who invented, you know, the signal light. Correct. But he also did the precursor to the gas mask. Yeah. And the story was, you know, they, they had the uh, coal mine accident, mm-hmm. and he was trying to get them to use the gas mask to go in to the coal mine and to try to see if there are any survivors. And this white guy whose brother was in the coal mine said, look, if you got something that I can get to go down there and look for my brother then I'm taking it. But otherwise they would not even let him try. said, this white right. guy said, give me the thing. You know, let me go try to save my brother. And he was able to get in and get out of that place with the gas mask. And uh, they said that the article that was published was published about the white guy who goes down there but nothing mentioning that Garrett Morgan had created this mass right. massive I mean, it's,
4: it's like it's like, I mean, black people who, in, who invented all of these things and processes mm-hmm. that make our lives what they are today have been deliberately cut out of the narrative. Exactly.
0: And that and that that goes back to to Night of the Living Dead as a metaphor. Yes. Wayne Jones is killing killing zombies left and right. What happens in the morning? He gets a bullet in the head. Right. Okay. And this is what I say. As you are as much enemy to them as any zombie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No matter what
1: we do, we get it in the end.
0: Mm-hmm. So how, how do we take
1: how do we take back Black
3: History Month? Cause you know, cause this is, every year looks like a repeat to me.
1: Pretty much. Well, maybe that the conversation we're having now, where we move forward into Black History Month for next year. Identifying, you know, um, inventors. I remember last year. If y'all don't remember, I think we did the Manhattan Project. You know, all the black people who were on the Manhattan Project. You know, and maybe yeah, and Penelope. Like that, you know, and mm-hmm.
3: Penelope. They did a movie, Oppenheimer. I haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, but I don't, I don't think they mentioned any
3: black people. I didn't. Really oh,
0: um, it. um, with Oppenheimer because the the um the Amsterdam the Amsterdam News has a, a really good article about the, the um, oh God, I can't remember his name. One of the black scientists that worked mm-hmm. on the project, they said, I think Herb Boyd is the writer. He says that in the movie Oppenheimer, that black scientist that he, he put the biography about in the Amsterdam News, if you blink, you'll miss him. <laughs> okay, he only shows up like twice in the movie and again, if you blink, you will miss him and, okay. and was he instrumental
1: so was he instrumental in yeah, yeah but, I mean, so well, he share. was
0: he he was instrumental in that he his main thing was to work where the mathematicians can better converse with the what is it the physicists mm-hmm. that was that was his job, okay. And from what I understand, he was pretty good at it that, that university after university would get him to teach. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think he might have did a tenure at Howard. I could be wrong. But these are the people that I'm talking about. That's right. why, the, not, to, not to do a shameless plug, but the book that I'm working on now yeah, there's short stories about occult detectives, but when I get the chance, I try to put black historical figures that flew under the radar again. ad nauseum, E.E. Just, the biologist, uh, Philippa Schuyler, the the concert pianist, um, Rolo Ahmed, the the um, black occultist. Okay. The, I mentioned, one story I mentioned, the um Mayhew abolitionist cabin out in, in Nebraska. A lot of people don't know. A lot of Black people made their way to freedom through this cabin in Nebraska. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this is what I do. I mentioned Lady Bo. Lady Bo was, if you ever see old videos of Bo Diddley, there's the woman on the side in the evening dress and a bouffant, and she's playing rhythm guitar. That's Lady Bo. Okay? These are the people that that fascinate me, and these are the people that should, you know...
3: They're they're obscure.
0: Yeah, they're obscure. They're
3: obscure, but everybody knows Frederick Douglass, Harry Tubman, Dr. K. God bless all of those people. God bless them all.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. Indeed. You know? But
3: but but in the fabric of this country, you know, we can't limit ourselves historically to to those those icons only.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're absolutely right.
3: Absolutely.
0: I think, right. You know,
4: I remember um, something that Snoop Dogg said, and I think he might have been talking about twelve years of slave. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. But he said, I'm tired of all these slavery movies. Mm -hmm. You know, why don't you, you know, make movies about us the way we are today? And he really, I don't think he was really talking about the gangster films either. Mm -hmm. I think he was talking more about, you know, Black Mm -hmm. people living our lives in the United States today. I mean, you know.
1: I mean, with one of the things that I would, you know, I had uh, my, Issues when um I think when Milton first came out with doing steampunk steampunk right and I was thrilled with the concept of steampunk because it was of course you know alternate uh, history you know and you know about that era of the industrial revolution pretty much uh, pre-industrial steam you know and you know a are, are fantasized. Um, beginning of industry but in the united states where black people already were and that we had the ability to create this the way we wanted and i thought that that was i know he's kind of like really moved into the sword and soul but i thought that steam funk is definitely the african-american story but to tell our tale of how it is that we you know have Put, you know our blood sweat and tears not in the form of slave labor but intellect um industry uh, finance all these things that we can create the way we want to you know in this in this created world so I thought that was great especially you know as African Americans because you know this continent is where you know we do this stuff that is basically you know, shipped worldwide with regard to culture and change, you know? So I thought that that was so I'm hoping, I think that he is now on the cusp of doing another steampunk anthology. So I'm hoping that that will happen because I'm really excited about doing it and also expanding my steamfunk uh, story that I did for the original into a novel. So that, I think that would be a lot of fun as well. But I say, you know, that era, I think, is much more Fun for us, and instead of having to play in the fields of having to be on the mother continent and doing that, which really maybe somebody else's, you know, uh, a whole continent of people who know more about that place than us. But we know this place. Well, you know, definitely right.
3: Force unpaid labor doesn't didn't seem to be fun. I don't. I don't think.
1: No, not to me. (laughs) Well, we seem to talk
3: about it. We seem to talk about it a lot, though, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. People like
3: making movies about it all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because again, it is easy to wring emotion out of it. You know, we talk about emotional porn, you know, that uh, ability to wring out, you know, this desperation, trauma, anger, fear. It, I mean, it all, you get it in spades, you know, to coin a term, you know, when you're what doing you that it a kind of thing. Yeah, that's what they say.
2: <laughs> I was surprised that. Gerald Coleman did get his nomination for playing um, who, um, Bernard, um, what's his name? The gentleman who organized the march for King
0: Oh Bainard Rustin.
2: Rustin mm-hmm. I was that was the one surprise that we were going back to talking about the media mm-hmm. and how it surprised you. I was really surprised that the academy recognized him for his performance. Why I why, only were,
3: you, got, why were you surprised?
2: Because who wants, who's going to talk about the gay black man that they hid in the, in the corner who actually did all the hard work for Dr. King? He organized the march he did on up, Washington. He did
1: not do all the hard work. I know, he but he, he, he organized hard. the march on Washington yeah. on
2: index cards.
1: But I think that the issue was too that how, you know, how can we be people? who are moral mm-hmm. when it is so easy to throw someone over because part of what it is that they are is are something, something that you think yeah. that the general public, public right. will not approve of. It's like, but he's a grown then, man. And you're not saying yeah. that he's a, a child molester. Right. He's a grown-ass man. He has, he has a, a relationship a grown with other grown grown-ass and men. And that's grown, right, that's grown right. people's
4: well, business. It's, the, it's, same thing. Say, it's right. the same thing Duke Ellington did with uh, Billy Strayhorn. Duke Ellington protected him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: And um, because, you know, he knew Billy Strayhorn was not going to make it by out. Billy Strayhorn was not going to make it in the outside world on his own.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Because, I mean, one, he was gay. Um, two, I think, you know, Billy Strayhorn was um, kind of. Um, Fragile, emotionally fragile. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. Duke Ellington knew mm-hmm. that there was just no way he was going to make
2: and, it. So th- and it this, out. and mm-hmm. and to know that what happened to Bernard was not because they, they reached- were protecting him; they didn't want them to use him against the movement. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I'm like yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And
2: there's a, so I okay. Going back to the surprises for this month's. Black History. That was a big surprise that the Academy actually that they actually watched it. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> to they, yeah, him.
3: Let's hope they watched it, and and yeah, and let's hope they watch American Fiction too. But yeah, glad that it's so they, great. If they had, you know, Dr. King, the reality was that Dr. King pushed Rustin out because there were rumors that Dr. King and Rustin were having, you know, relations, and Dr. King. Said brother Rustin, stand aside now. If you if you put that into the King movie, does that does that make you think of Dr. King in a different way? That a more complicated person than how they 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 portray him in 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 movies that
0: we've seen. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. But I I I think it was I think the the main thing was the fact that of Rustin's lifestyle and. There were certain people, especially uh, people around A. Philip Randolph, mm-hmm. that felt that it would be a problem, you know, with with him being at the forefront. And again, this is Rustin is one of those people that did a lot of work that flew technically under the under, under the radar, just like with with Billy Strayhorn. I I found out about him through his cousin okay his cousin gwen Black. he's a curator art curator in new york and i found out a, a lot about him and how he was a guiding force behind um uh, duke ellerton and these are the people again that were flying under the radar you know um which, or shoved under the radar. Yeah, oh, just, right. Just, shoved, yeah. shoved under the radar too. Because yeah, yeah. I, I have a thing that I say what I call the first bullet syndrome. And that is black people that are the first in whatever they're endeavoring to do, they catch hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether it's Marion Anderson with the whole controversy with the um, daughters of the American Revolution or whatever that crap was, mm-hmm. trying to stop her. Um E.E. E. Just, he caught hell because certain white scientists were jealous of his work, so they tried to say that he was stealing other people's works or theories. Mm-mm. Okay, and it got to the point where he left the United States to teach in Europe. It's just mm-hmm. that he picked the wrong country in the wrong time. He ended up going to Germany during the time that Hitler was was rising to power. Yeesh. And it, Yeah, and it had to take the, at one point once Hitler took over, they put E.E. Just in the concentration camp. Wow. And it had to take the U.S. government, because this is like just before World War Two. They had it had to take the U.S. government to get him out of there.
3: Well, let, wow. let me ask you this: about first, you know, we, you know, we, to this day we still
0: have firsts. But the question is,
3: does it become easier for seconds or thirds or fourth? At what point do we stop counting?
0: Well, I hate, I hate, I hate to say it, and I probably get pushback back from you guys, but these days. When they talk about the first to do this is, I hate to say, it, but some of that is is, is window dressing. Mm-hmm. And okay, it's very disheartening of, that we should be the yes. first
1: of anything anymore.:
0: Yes, you know some of
1: that' still with the foot on our neck so that now there's
0: still a first in something. It, exactly. And I hate to say it some a lot of that these days is window dressing, just like all of a sudden you're seeing a lot of people of color in commercials. Mm-hmm. And whatnot, yeah, a lot of it is is window dressing because of guilt about George Floyd. <coughs> you know, this is stuff that should have been done a long time ago. Mm-hmm. What you mean to say, you mean to tell me it takes somebody getting getting murdered that we have to go back to to oh, this is the first this and the first that because what is it going to be the last? i just going to be the last I, black, I black I don't killed know.
3: by a police officer. I, I That's
0: great. I mean, oh, well, that's that's open ended. That's that's you know, but
4: Well, I remember in the, you know, in the in the 70s, you had that same kind of push after the 68 riots.
5: Mhm.
1: You
4: know, you, you had a, you had a couple of years of, you know, inclusiveness and let's get these people on TV and wherever else mm-hmm. and then it stopped. And I, I'll be honest, I'm surprised that whatever this push is they're doing now, I'm surprised it's lasted as long as it has.
3: Well, you know, there's a big push against DEI, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Diversity, equity, and inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that is the rallying, rallying cry.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's that's the pushback now. Mm-hmm. That's the pushback. Anything now. People criticize it as being woke.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, again, what is it? The theory of the dialectic again. Thesis, antithesis, synthesis. You know, wait for the pendulum to roll back in the other direction until it reaches center. You know? Yeah. Does it
3: ever reach center?
1: No, it just continues. Thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Yeah. No, I I mean
3: I mean when you have someone like uh, George Floyd, what happened to George Floyd? You could have that could happen in the nineties, eighties, seventies, sixties, fifty, 30s, thirties, twenties. Right? So mm-hmm. there's no there's no synthesis. If it, it's just it's, it's just a continuum.
0: Yeah, I mean look at look at the civil war and then after that, reconstruction. Okay, reconstruction, that was our time. We was making strides and everything, but as soon as Ruffin B. Hayes did that compromise with Democrats Mm -hmm. in, what is it, 1876? That's when things stopped. That's when the pendulum started going Mm -hmm. back to supremacy where a black person, man and women being lynched was as easy as drinking a glass of water. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what made it even worse was when the pendulum went in the other direction, it caught on during the time that Hollywood was rising. Mm-hmm. So then now you have this new medium, Hollywood, and that supremacist um pendulum swings into it. That's why you have Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. um, General Spanky. Mm-hmm. My favorite all, movie. Yes. <laughs> You you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, but the reality is that it's incredible to me, is that the vast majority of whites were poor, and they watched these movies that give them this false sense that they were the individuals who were living, you know, in these plantations and and running things. Where actually they were the poor, uh, uh, itinerant farmers, you know, living on the yeah. land, door that could barely make ends meet. Because they didn't have this big uh, machine that was producing. They didn't have that money, but they want to live the fantasy or pretend that fantasy, that this thing that they're watching on
0: these films was actually them, when it never was. That's because, from time immemorial, poor, lower-class white people still don't get the memo.
3: Well, they should watch uh, Song of the South, because it's right in the middle of that movie. You know, there, there's a, a group of black kids and a group of white kids. I guess the, the black kids are the children of the servants mm-hmm. in the in the in the black, uh, the the black family in the in in the White House. And then the white kids tell the black kids not to play with a, another group of white children because, you know, they're they're lower class. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, Until the so, black kids don't play with them. Don't play the with the white no. kids in the big house. They're telling the black kids whose family works there who they play with. Don't yeah. play with those other white kids because they're they're no, that's know, yeah, they're that's, no right, good that's smack dab in the
3: middle of that movie and, and yeah is, I haven't seen any movie like that. That wasn't that wasn't a Gone with the wind or any mm-hmm. other movie I've ever ever seen that that poor whites that didn't have anything that were disenfranchised were seen were seen lower. A lower caste a lower class than them this this the black people they were stealing labor from, oh
0: well, you must have, this- you must you must not have heard the the old joke from the South about the riverboat, and it's like a black riverboat um worker and a white Irish worker they're working on the boat, and both of them fall overboard, and it's only one I think lifeline, and somebody yells to the captain, uh, which one do you want us to save? And he says, save the nigger. Let the the white dude drown, because the nigger is more valuable. And I think
1: that this, I think, again, one of the issues is even culturally, that when you have a lot of whites who were brought up, you know, on the farms, you know, dirt poor, you know, kind of living from day to day, but you have an entire a group of Black people who worked in these houses where, you know, the, you know, Anglos were working, where basically a lot of them got the hand-me-down clothes, the hand-me-down dishes. So when they were out and about and they, you know, separated, had their own homes, and especially things like Rosewood, if you see that film and the uh, whites go into these homes, it's these Black people, of all these things. And some of these things were, of course, were given to them, like you know, in the past, by people they had worked for, and they are just shocked because they have you know, um, you know, uh, pianos and they have uh, porcelain uh, tea sets and all these things they have know how to set a place setting for a table. and yeah. a lot of these people had no idea how to do this because. You have a lot of the black people, of course, had to learn the social graces because they were setting the tables. They were making the meals. They were putting together the homes. So they had knowledge of this. And a lot of whites did not. And they were incensed that these black people knew how to do this and had these things. And they did not.
0: Yeah. Let let me tell you. There's a story in my family. My mother told me this. Now, my grandmother, okay, my family... On my mother's side, from the South. My father is from the U.S. Virgin Islands. On my mother's side, my grandfather, he had like a lumber mill. He had a farm. He was well-to-do. He's one of the first black people to have an automobile in the area. Right? My grandmother, my mother told me my grandmother used to fix Sunday dinner and the poor white trash family that lived in the farm next door used to come and have dinner with them. But if they heard a car coming down the road, they would skedaddle out of, out of my grandmother and father's house and go hide. Why? Because they, if they hear a car coming, they think it's somebody white driving that car. Mm -hmm. And they did not want to be seen at the dinner table, eating with with black folks, hmm. so they used to do that. And then I think it got to the to the point where my grandparents said, "Listen, you know what? Y'all can't, y'all can't come back here and have dinner. We, mm-hmm. out of goodness of our hearts, mm-hmm. we had y'all come eat. But if y'all feeling that way, mm-hmm. that y'all can't be seen eating with us, yeah, go nah. well, to your house, yeah." Eat your whole bunch of nothing. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, eat eat a wish meat sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> what do they call it? A jam sandwich?
3: Yeah. Get two pieces of bread and jam them together.
0: Yeah, or wish <laughs> meat, because you know, yeah. you got some mayonnaise on there. You wish you had some meat to go in there. Yeah. <laughs> <right. Get out. laughs> but yeah, it's and see that's partially what the problem is of this country is it's, it's like a class thing mm-hmm. it's a class thing because as long as the higher classes see to divide us mm-hmm. okay they know they're good to go as long as they have the lower black and white people at each other's throats okay it, as long as is you get somebody like trump farting dog whistle things about people of color and all of that and they get they got wait, 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 you got white people thinking about replacement theory that they suppose they're going to be replaced and all of this and
3: that yo that's why that's why dr king was assassinated one bullet.
0: exactly one mm-hmm. bullet just one exactly. that's all it took exactly that's why he was a black Poor black, poor white people, poor, poor poor people in general
3: start talking to each other and say, you know what? This is some bullshit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, we can't have that. No, we Boom, can't right have
3: to that. The, right straight to the head. That's one. There you go.
0: Yep. There you go. He was getting too close. Mm-hmm. He was getting too close to, yeah, like,
3: because, uh, because the reality is okay, you want to vote. Okay. Here yeah, now you got. Now you can vote. Okay. You want. You want. You want to ride in the front of the bus. Cool. Now you're in the front of the bus. You want to eat at lunch counters. Cool. Yeah. Stay at hotels. That's great. Wonderful. Yeah. Now y'all start talking to each other about unionizing and 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 you know, getting equal pay or or adequate pay for your for your labor.
1: Oh, oh no. <laughs> no! No 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 no! no. I have none of that. No 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 no. no, no. All right. Well,
3: isn't that
4: the whole thing, though? If
1: mm-hmm.
4: poor whites, middle class whites, and black people act started started talking and actually see they have way more in common than anybody mm-hmm. would ever think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pitchforks and the uh, and and the uh, and the torches are coming your way, and yeah, that's mm-hmm. the and that's exactly why you know di- divide and conquer. That's
1: exactly yeah. what happened here. Yeah, it's exactly what happens, and I think and, and that's then exactly you throw different. and then and you people throw- are encouraged, you know, and people are encouraged in petulant behavior. If somebody says a thing, and now everybody has to be. I mean, I don't want to use the word canceled or whatever because I think that's kind of silly, but you know, the concept that somebody says something you don't like, you shut them down. Right. Instead of listening to what it is that they have to say. Ask them, well, why is it that you're saying that? Where did you get that information from? This should be dialogue. But now right. it's just reactionary, shutting people down, no dialogue, no understanding. Right. We should be way beyond that. And, and that's but that's history,
4: exactly what they want because that's how that's how they perpetuate their power.
1: And you mm-hmm. talk about history, the
4: the
3: number of riots that they had in this country that there were, you know, poor black people and poor white people together, rioting, mm-hmm. you know, challenging the so-called fathers of our country for their power, you know, and they came up with this, historically they came up with this the, the divisiveness that exists today. And so right. it's, 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 it's planned and we're not taught in school, you know, black history month. Mm-hmm. We're not taught in the history of, of uh, the the riots that we had, the the riots that happened in colonial times when there mm-hmm. were black people and white people together saying, we want our share of what this country has to offer. That's right. not being taught.
1: Right. Nope. And there's so many distractions. And, and we are intentionally distracted and fragmented and instead of, you know, listening to what each other has to say and being able to uh respond when someone says, Well, this is what I heard, and so well, that's incorrect. And let me tell you why. Or that's partially correct. But let me tell you why the part that is incorrect is leading you down the wrong path, you know, and, and have those discussions. We used to be able to talk in this country. And now it's you know like the powers that be make
0: sure that we aren't able to talk to each other anymore. Yeah. It's 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 all nothing but backlash, counter backlash, mm-hmm. outrage. Yes. You know, I mean, my goodness, I uh, was it last year a transgender person is drinking Bud Light. My God, everybody had a cow over that. Okay, I mean, really, you know, what was what was who care about it? Who cares? I don't care what what I don't want to drink that pissy beer anyway. Exactly. <laughs> is that it's one of the worst bids on the yeah. market man give me
3: some some old e as a Code 45 yeah
0: good. yeah but but the whole point is this
1: you know the creating dissension out of nothing and people just constantly you know this is my side i'm on this other side it's like why is there a side why is this an argument why is it an issue at all yeah at all you know the romans
4: the romans did this Give the people bread and circuses. Mm-hmm, that's right. And they'll be and right. they'll be happy. They won't all, they won't realize what we're doing to them.
3: That's right. That's mm-hmm. all true. And here we are. And and, and the nonsense of people say, "I just want a colorblind society." A colorblind society is blind. Yes, you're right. blind. But color exists. Color exists. color color matters because it does. Color is history.
1: Yeah, it, we it exists. It Why has they...
3: historical significance.
1: Mm-hmm. And why it's, it's, pretend that something that exists doesn't exist? I don't because see it your, makes you more comfortable? I don't see you, Penelope,
3: as a black woman.
1: What, uh, how do you see me What do you, well, you see me as? Because I'm a black woman. That's exactly what I am. So if you don't see me as a black woman, that means you don't see me, that I'm invisible to you. I you had choose, a, 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 a woman in college
4: said something very similar to me. She said, well, you know, I don't see color. And I looked at her and I said, well, what do you see when you look at me? She says, I see a woman. You don't see a black woman. No. Wow. Well, my identity is a black woman. So you're not seeing, you're only seeing half of me.
3: Well, you she think she's giving you a compliment.
4: That,
1: I know. I know. I know. And compliment. that's
4: what I explained to her. You know, I see your point. I understand your point. But if you only see me as a woman and not a black woman, then you're not seeing the whole me.
3: Well, you don't, you don't
4: act like the other Black
3: women, I've seen. And,
1: and that, I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, but, things, but to understand, every Black woman is not the same. As every Black man is not the same. As every woman is not the same, every man is not the same. Yeah, but... I mean, Penelope, we have the option of not being
4: homogenous.
1: I understand,
4: I, Penelope, but we're talking about a school where um, this woman, a woman you know a student told me her grandmother was afraid for her to go to this school which was an basically a white town because she was afraid of minorities riding around in cars whatever that
3: means i know it is. very very, very frightening but L- the thing L- L- is that, L- i mean L- i went
4: there was in fact let me let me just mention this there was another young woman at the school her name was also Roxanne And she was a White Woman, and she was asking me all of those questions, you know, that black people get like, you know, like, do you tan and blah, 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 blah. And and I was about to smack her, right? (laughs) But then she said, no, I'm asking because I'm curious. I have never met a black person before in my life. Wow.
0: Oh my goodness.
4: So, so, uh, yeah, okay, I sat down and I explained some things. But, I mean, yeah, that's the kind of school I went to.
3: I, I've had those conversations, too, mm-hmm. with, with people who were clients. Mm-hmm. They would ask me, you know, I, uh, I see that a lot of Black attorneys <laughs> practice criminal law. <laughs> Is that because black, black lawyers are just really attracted to criminal law?
0: Oh, let, God, me let me sit down. Let me
3: let me explain. Let me explain something to you, okay? Mm-hmm. This is how it works, and so you explain. But you know what? If they came to me, if they come to you honestly, and ask a question, mm-hmm. we need that dialogue. We right. can't say. I'm gonna knock the shit out of you for asking me. No, right, gonna, that's exactly
4: no. why I sat down with this woman and told her everything I knew because she Excellent. was really curious. She re- she really didn't know. She mm-hmm. really was really curious, and she wanted to be educated. Yeah, and that's that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yes, and that's, I think yeah. and
4: if we and if there was more of that, if we'd have, mm-hmm. you know, more white people, and you know, that goes both ways. You know, exactly. If we'd have more people I, just. And I, be willing to put aside yeah. their own biases, their own prejudices, their exactly. own bigotry, and actually or even learn just, from like that, the guy who's been um, going around with the KKK people and got two hundred KKK guys out because they realized what they had believed, what they believed, and what they were standing for was not right.
3: hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's the Let's, of, that's let's
4: the talk about it.
2: Talk but about. the big the big obstacle is the willingness. You know. Um, before my current roommate, who I call my sister, moved down, uh, there was another young lady who was going to stay with us. And the night before we were supposed, she was supposed to leave, she called and said her mother wouldn't let her move down because she was afraid of what would happen if she sent her only daughter to live with a black family. Because she had heard Tallahassee, Florida was the most racist town in all of Florida.
1: She don't know nothing about Florida, obviously. Then she, then she, then she, stay, <laughs> then she should stay where she's at. Yeah. Stay where
3: you're at. She yeah, ended up we're, moving we're to ta-
1: Chicago. What we're talking okay. about... Are, what, what,
3: what <laughs> but, we're talk, when I'm talking about people that are yeah. willing to, to reach but out we had these conversations. I don't know. No. Yeah,
2: we were having the conversation, but you could tell that she wasn't willing to hear. Yes. She had made up her mind because her cousin told her that Tallahassee was the most racist town in Florida.
3: Where you got? I, I think we. Florida I Florida. think we got to move on. I think we got to move on. That's why. That's
2: that's what I did. I
3: because haven't yeah, talked to that poor
2: lady since.
3: Because there's so mm-hmm. many people on both sides, we don't know stuff about ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. And you know, and and you know, I'm not going to care. I don't feel like I should carry the burden of of, of explaining black to Yeah. To every white person in America. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think we need to reach out and find out what we, how we've been duped. And bamboozled, let us play run amok, whatever I did, else.
2: Yeah, I did find out how this particular person was bamboozled. Her cousin goes to the University of Florida. Hmm. So, you know, of course, Gainesville is going to call Tallahassee the most racist town.
1: Like I said, well, at one point, um, Otto was going to take on a position there at that that fine institution. And I said, such that you do that, you will be going alone. I don't go to Gainesville. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, but I will know. I don't know.
3: Listen, the thing is, I don't know nothing about that damn town. They had a job. They're paying people money. I want it. I want it in.
1: And I said, yeah, you can do that. And that's it.
3: You know, I don't. I don't know. No, no. And my thing is, and I say, yeah, and no, you no, can no, do no, that. No, no. But, but Sonya's saying Gainesville and, and No, Tennessee, no. It's because
2: I, of the talent. They They have a rivalry. They have a rivalry. Oh, I
3: don't... Between the
2: two schools. Yeah, they have a rivalry. And they, of course... Well, there was a riot in Tallahassee. They actually brought it up. There was a riot in Tallahassee. I'm like, when? And they're like, well, two weeks ago. And I had to think back. Are you talking about the fight that broke out at the Waffle House? at Or wherever the restaurant was at a certain time? And they're like, Yeah! How did you not know about that? I was like, I was there. It wasn't a race riot. It was two people who insulted each other's shoes. <laughs> well, th- well, I is, was our, there.
3: Our, our, <laughs> sons, our sons went on a college, <laughs> a, a college trip, visiting oh uh, different colleges, and mm-hmm. uh, one one of the uh, one of their companions were, was a white mm-hmm. white uh, young white man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and his mother was uh, was was kind of scared because. You know, my boys went up to visit uh, my brother in, in Harlem, and, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, Harlem is is kind of scary." And you know, Columbia University is in Harlem, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, if you're visiting Columbia University, you're visiting Harlem. Yeah. So you know, it's it's just it's just the 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 the, the, the mythology mm-hmm. of, and and the 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 scary stories that we tell yeah. about each other. And they're told about us, mm-hmm. you know. Especially during Black History Month too,
0: we, yeah. we
1: miss opportunities. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, guys, this has been mm-hmm. a lovely conversation. Such it has lasted about two hours. So, <laughs> thank you all very much. I've just before we even close out. Does anybody else have anything they want to add? You know, um, for this. Uh, black history month hodgepodge show is there anything don't, you want
0: to add d- don't celebrate it for just february celebrate it year round also absolutely. celebrate not just in this country but the whole black diaspora absolutely absolutely yeah I do agree.
2: like they do in the uk it's a whole diaspora of course they picked the longest month october but yeah, do it like I like James. I like that, James. Do it well, let's do it UK style. Hold yeah, only yeah. for a whole year.
1: For a whole year. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Anything you want to add before we wrap it up? All right, you all. Well, thank you all very much. It's been a wonderful conversation. Be back again with us next week. Is this Next week is our is our this our last week in um Black History Month. One more. Let me see. Today. Yeah. This is the last, the next, next Saturday is the last Saturday. Right. So, yeah. so uh, yeah. So, we back our last Saturday for Black History Month and see what we come up with for that. Um, if you, uh, shameless plug, uh, on Renfield's uh, Facebook page, I do a reading of my story, The uh, Renfield's The Language of the Fan, which is a codicil to um, the Chronicles of Renfield's regarding Koyescu. It's the first book from the Renfield series, so jump by for those of you all who are grown, because only grown people can listen to this show, and drop by and listen to it. Of course, the uh, original book is erotica; it is you know adult-based violence and um, a lot of erotic romance in it. The short story does not has it's just a little bit you know vaudevillian level of humor, a sexual humor, but no you know heavy stuff like in the book, but you know. Again, check it out. Anybody else want to do a shameless plug?
4: Yeah, in a little while. Um, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. In the next uh, probably four weeks, I'm going to be starting a Kickstarter campaign. Um, to um, I'm almost finished with uh, the third book in my The Underground series. So I would appreciate if all of you would help spread the word Yay. Um, I'll be doing a pre-launch campaign. It's like, hey, here I am, blah blah blah, and uh, but look for that coming about the next four weeks.
1: And guys, again, if you like aliens and vampires and werewolves and a whole bunch of great graphic sex, then you better read the underground. It is <laughs> fabulous.
0: I I I love the books. Oh, series. I thought I just had to step outside my door. Ah,
1: ha, ha, ha. What, you still got werewolves in your neighborhood? What's going on? I thought you dealt with that. <laughs>
2: nah, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy left a few around, remember? Okay. I can't
1: think you dealt with that situation. You no, know, but no, got to read The Underground. It is quite excellent. Um, I mean, it's just like we love it. It's all of everything. You're paranormal. We've got hierarchies. We've got aliens. My God. How can you not read it? So, yeah, and it's it, got a nifty new
4: cover too.
1: Oh yeah, I did notice that. Yes, I did notice. Yeah, a great new cover. So, um, those of you all who have not yet grab it, read it. You will love it. All right. Anybody
4: else?
3: Thank you. I'll be starting then, my stand-up act in the Apollo. <laughs>
1: Theater. Okay, hey, you I'm do that. <laughs> You know, uh, no I mean, so I'm hoping, you stick up way I'm act hoping, outside of the theater. Yeah. That's the only one I know of. I'm hoping stick for up. I'm hoping for a Netflix special.
3: All right. For, um, <laughs> called Look At Me, the auto story. Okay. And, Thank um, you. I thought
2: it would uh, be auto or auto, automatic.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'll leave it up to the audience to uh, improvise. All right, but, here we uh, go. Your
0: your support is appreciated.
1: Thank you, sir. Now, come on, James. I know you got something to promote. Come on. No,
0: no right now well um right now we're in the process of um starting to do the the editing on my my short story collection which all right it should be out maybe maybe september august something like that you know but um with the the projects that you guys are talking about make sure to send a post to who gives you the right so I can post it on there? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Certainly. All right.
3: All right, y'all. We'll do. And also, don't forget James and and uh, and my uh, uh, show called Urbane Prospectors of Gotham.
1: Yep. Oh is, yeah. Is, which is
3: which is now in in uh, basically development stage. Yep. And we hope to have uh, a launch here shortly. Yep. But uh, look. Look forward to being able to distribute that to a public audience. All yeah, right, I, I, I hear
0: you. I hear you have a really good co-host too. Yeah. Yes, yes. That guy. That guy. That Jerry guy.
1: Somebody, I don't know. <laughs> all right, you all. Well, thank you all very much. Everybody, again, have a wonderful remainder of your weekend. Next week is Monday a holiday. Yep,
2: President's yep. Day. Oh, what? it
1: is. What's the right. oh, wow. holiday? Wow.
2: Okay. Haven't fantastic. you noticed seeing all the sales ads? Sales yeah, Monday.
1: Yeah. to work tomorrow. We're all right, man.
3: No, right. there's a uh, not in James Texas. Work. He
1: always has to go to keep the world safe.
3: Not in Texas is
1: not. Huh?
3: Not in Texas. It's a federal
1: yeah, holiday. Yeah, it's a federal holiday.
3: Not in the state of Texas.
1: But it's a federal holiday, though, right? The
3: state offices are open.
1: Really? Wow. Yes, ma'am okay well i guess somebody got to work
0: Yeah, texas i'm not surprised
1: but it's a bank holiday right bank holiday all right all right we all well those of you who get the holiday have a wonderful holiday uh for the rest of you all well you know tote that barge, lift that bail we'll see you back here next week in the other hood take care of yourselves
0: Good good night good night good night